श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गौर भक्तवृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंद सो गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन सर लास्ट मीटिंग क्वेश्चंस टुनाइट क्वेश्चन question is about mamatva it is is it unique quality of prema bhakti or we can find also this quality in bhava bhakti or sadhana bhakti mamatva minus possessiveness uh, uh, also it also means that uh, i possess the lord or lord is mine or that i also belong to the Is a characteristic of prem, yes. hmm? not bhava, but no, is, the definition of prema is that this is very condensed, something hard, and this mamatva appears. Yes, yes, but at the same time, prem is a is a condensation of bhava. Hmm? So um, you can say the stai bhava fully manifests. This is prem. Hmm? So. And this is how it takes the shape. Minus. Min, minus means that Krishna is mine. Hmm? Um, and this is uh, different than I am Krishna's. <laughs> I am Krishna's is more appropriate for Sharanagati. Hmm? Sharanagati means submission, surrender. And this is very central to sadhana bhakti. We have three stages or phases of bhakti from immature to mature. So we have sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti, and prem bhakti. Sadhana bhakti means bhakti in, in practice. It means like imitation of a good thing is a good thing. Hmm? So bhakti appears on the senses of the uh, practitioner. In due course, it gives rise to its emotional uh, component. We call that bhava bhakti. Mm. Then the same activities that we do in sadhana bhakti are done, but the the driving um, force behind them is spiritual, internal spiritual emotion. And so, uh, the the condensation of the bhava results in prem. Prem, of course, means love of God and, and it means that the, the stai bhava that is in a seed-like form at the beginning of bhava bhakti has now, is now bearing fruit. In that sense, stai bhava is synonymous with prem and with rasa. And the sense that um, Krishna's mind or or he's one of us hmm? is the feeling in Braj. He's ours. He belongs here. He's 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 one of us is um very um charming and beautiful idea, but of course it arises out of the the 
sadhana bhakti that leads to bhava bhakti that leads to prema bhakti and in sadhana bhakti the focus is more one of I belong to Krishna hmm? um, because in sadhana bhakti there is a considerable focus on deconstructing the false I hmm? the false I that thinks oneself to be separate from Krishna to be the center and so forth. So, um, sadhana bhakti is characterized by by submission, bhava bhakti by by longing, hmm, pining for, aspiring, um, and and for what? For that which is attained in brain, the condensation of bhava, the maturation of the bhava, the fruits that bhava is the flower of. Hmm? And sadhana bhakti is the, is, the, is, the, is the seed and the beginning of the growing of the lata, of the, of the vine, and the picking of the weeds, and, uh, and so forth, that it might be healthy. So these are two ends of the spectrum of bhakti, sadhana bhakti and prema bhakti. And in one sense, the sensibility changes from I am Krishna's hmm, to Krishna's mind to do the bidding of Krishna to be an instrument of Nimitta Bhat Matra Baba Sabhisachin as the Gita says talking about being the instrument of Krishna that that's one thing that's on a, the lower side that Krishna's mind he's one of us I'm a Brajbasi we live here and he's part of our group um, this is a very peculiar um, sensibility that uh, Rupa Goswami has um, um, uh, employed in his definition of prem. That said, I mean, um, the prem that he's speaking about there does not only apply to Braj uh, Bhakti, Turag Bhakti. Hmm? There's also prem in, in Vaikuntha. But at the same time that Rupa Goswami makes that point, the full face of Prem is really in Braj. And that is because Prem means love and all the forms of love are um, manifest in Braj in relation to the perfect object of love that Narayan is not by comparison. He's the perfect object of love for love with Aishvari, with reverence and awe and so forth. Um, so there's a difference in, in the Prem, considerable difference. And also, Prem is a word that's a very much of a Gaudiya word. You know, we use the term Prem Prayojan. Our goal is Prem. Every other Vaishnav um, school of Vedanta says that the goal is Mukti. Hmm? We use the term Prem they're also interested in Prem, but our Acharyas have kind of focused on this word in a, in a way um, and that others have not. And with reference not only to Goloka, which Nimbarka Sampradaya is interested in, and the Balava Sampradaya, but the Brajloka. Hmm? I think the, the closest to the experience of the Godias. Um, offered by another sampradaya is in the Vallabha sampradaya. Hmm? 
more so than the Nimbarka Sampradaya. Um, all the players are present um, in uh, of different sentiments in the Balabha Sampradaya, whereas they're not in the Nimbarka Sampradaya. It's a space of only Sakibhav. So, anyway, it's a big subject, but um, uh, suffice to say, as I mentioned, that the Gaudias have kind of captured this word, praying, and use it more readily to refer to Braj, Prem Prayojan, Panchama Purushartha, the fifth goal of life, uh, Prem. Um, there's a seed reference to this in Gopal Tapani, Upanishad. Gopal, does he say there? Gopal, Gopal Atiti. Hmm. I forget the term, but beyond the fourth, Turiya, beyond the fourth, beyond Mukti. Hmm? Again, we talked a little bit about the Prem of Vaikuntha, and it is appropriately referred to as Mukti. Bhagavatam speaks of it as Mukti, four kinds of Mukti that are relative to Vaikuntha. That said, again, I mean, this is a, at the core definition of Prem, the term Mamata is found. In some sense, it has to apply to Vaikuntha Prem uh, uh, as well. And I think in that sense it applies in as much as I often say our sense of my gives rise to our sense of I in this world. So attachment, which is what the word my is about, produces an I. The problem with the I arising out of our material sense of ownership and possession is that in fact we don't own anything. So the I that arises out of this false sense of proprietorship is as false as the proprietorship, is as vacuous and empty as the claim that I own something, something belongs to me. We're all renters here at uh, at best. So nonetheless, this, uh, this I, false as it is, arises out of a sense of my. And in Gaudiya Vaishnavism and really in all forms of Vaishnavism, we have, as I said the other day, the idea of positive numbers hmm? rather than the negative numbers of karmic implication or the zero of nirvan, hmm? nirvishesha brahma. We have the positive numbers of, of lila. Hmm? And, uh, and, and so there's this conversion, if you will, of the my, hmm? um, where... Uh, rather than saying nothing is ours, we can say that God is ours <laughs> and have an identification w- with God. Asakti has been identified by Rupa Goswami as the, sta- the last stage of sadhana bhakti that from which we graduate into bhava, and it means attachment. Hmm? Bhakti Vinod Thakur sings about the stage of asakti in, an, in, a, uh, in a negative way, when he sings, Anadi Karama Phale, Bhavanar Navajale, he's speaking about Asakti, the stage of attachment, where, where the prior stage in Ruchi, we have, a, we have developed attachment for Bhakti. Hmm? Mahaprabhu says, Nadanam Najanam Nasundurim Kavitamba Jagadish Kamaye. Hmm? 
I have no interest in the world or the form of God that presides over the world of such interests. Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kavitamba, Jagadish, Kamaye. The Jagadish Kamaye means the, the Paramatma who witnesses and sanctions our will um, and makes possible the fulfillment of our desires. Well, if you have no desires for the world, you have no use for him either. Hmm? You understand? So he says, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundaram, Kabitamba, Jagadish Kamaye. Jagadish, he's also saying. Hmm? Jagat means the world, Ish means the Lord. I have no use for him. Mama Janmani Janmani Shware Babutad Bhakti Rhoitakitoi. I don't care for the world, anything of it, or the God that presides over it. I have, how can I have interest in him? I have no interest in the world. Uh, and I have, neither I am concerned for getting out of the world. Mama Janmani Janmani. But Janmanishwar, I have another Ishwar, Pran Ishwar. Hmm? So the Lord of my, of my heart hmm, is, I have now, the Paramatma has been taken out hmm, and Sham Sundar, Yam Sham Sundaram, Chintiguna Sarupam, Premanjana Churita, Bhakti Vilochanena. He's now taken his seat in my heart. Hmm? And I'm, he says, this is a stage in which one is attached to bhakti, but the attachment to bhakti is specific in ruchi. It must be specific. It's not like the, you get a little taste and you like it. It's very nice. But it's not at least manifesting in early stages with regard to its specificity. In Yuruji, its specificity becomes apparent because it has a corresponding object. Therefore, it must be specific. Do you understand? The taste that, that constitutes Ruchi is a particular kind of taste, like a taste, a seed of a taste for, for Sakya or for Madhurya. Hmm? Because it has a corresponding object. Therefore, in the next verse of Shikshastakam, describing Asakti, the final stage of sadhana, Mahaprabhu says, Ainanda Tanuja, Kinkaram, Nanda Tanuja. Hmm? Kinkar it means really, he's saying, I want to be the Kinkari of the son of Nanda. He's saying, I want to move into the house of Nanda Maharaj. If I marry Krishna, then I will get to move into Nanda Maharaj's house and I'll be a kinkari. This is the Vedic system. <laughs> so the wife moves into the, the family of the husband and she becomes a servant of the whole family. Hmm? Um, Mahaprabhu is aspiring like this. That means he has a certain... Uh, Taste, as he's teaching in Shikshastakam for bhakti, that has a corresponding object. The object that corresponds with the taste for Sakiras is Krishna. The taste for Batsaliras 
corresponds with Krishna, for Madhurya Ras with Krishna, but a slightly different Krishna in each case. Hmm? Krishna has different qualities described by Rupa Goswami. He describes 64 of those qualities. Not all of those qualities are of interest to every rasa. Hmm? Certain qualities will be of interest to those in Sakiras, those in Vatsaliras, those in Madhurya Rasa, for example, or Dasiras. Hmm? So the object hmm, is specific and it corresponds with the taste. The taste, our attachment, in other words, first there's attachment to bhakti, hmm? then there's attachment to the object of that bhakti. It comes into view. Hmm? And when, you, when, the, when the object of your bhakti comes into view and you glimpse him in a particular, he shows himself in a particular way that corresponds with that bhakti, it's, it's a given that your own I, the real I, the spiritual I, is going to surface at the same time. There's no meaning to realizing Krishna without realizing yourself and a spiritual identity. We call it Swarup or Siddhadeha. They go together. You can't have one without the other. Hmm? Realization of Krishna in the context of our particular pursuit is a realization of, of a relationship hmm, with Krishna. So, so at this point then, this, this, in Asakti, there's attachment to bhakti, as in Ruchi, and to the object of bhakti, hmm, the corresponding form of Bhagawan that corresponds with a particular taste of bhakti that has arisen in your heart um, having had its early beginning in your life through sadhu sangha. Hmm? It comes from sadhu sangha. We've discussed this point at some length, so no need to go into that in any detail. But um, sadhu sangha and the subsequent practice that, that we call sadhana, that's imitating the sadhus who we meet. Hmm? When I was young and uh, on my way to Jamaica to live in the hills and meditate the rest of my life with my young wife, pregnant wife, <laughs> this was a long time ago, uh, it seems, um, I was... Uh, it was uh, uh, New Year's Eve, and it was in Miami, Florida, from where you could go to Jamaica. And, uh, oh, I don't, that's a long story. I can't get into the detail, details, details. But I met, uh, uh, well, some details. We were staying in what was called a crash pad at the time that people provided, opened their houses, and, you know, you could stay there. And so there, there would be, you know, notices, crash pad over here, and so forth. So. So we stayed there, and it was uh, New Year's Eve, and so I was grateful for the place to live, so I went and begged some vegetables, and we made like a vegetable stew, you know. And then we offered it, my wife and I, to the hosts on New Year's Eve, and they said, oh, we only eat raw food. So I said, oh, okay. And I was trying to like make some headway in terms of, social intercourse and so forth with them, but they were, 
they were sitting around and they were lamenting, another year has passed and we've not become enlightened. <laughs> so I was, I'm kind of an upbeat person, you know, optimistic. And, but the, my optimism was not being met with any enthusiasm. <laughs> and uh, I happened to glance over at the bookshelf and there was this big fat book that said K-R-S-N-A on it. And I had met the devotees um, a little bit earlier in the Woodstock Festival. Famous, you know, you have your Polish Woodstock. Well, the original Woodstock was in Woodstock, New York. So I met the devotees there. Um, they were handing out peacock feathers. At the, so I got a peacock feather. And I was, I wondered, what are they about? You know? So, um, at any rate... Um, I saw the the book and I said, and it reminded me of them and and so forth and and Krishna. So I said, uh, "What's that?" And they said, "Oh, they said that's for you." Hmm? Then they gave me the book and they said, "You you should go with them. That's where you belong." I said, "Okay, where are they?" And they were in a place called Coconut Grove. So I went there hmm, to the temple. I found the temple, and they were. Uh, uh, one of the devotees was just finishing the Bhagavad Gita class and he had been he had just been in Los Angeles with Prabhupada and he had um, gotten some personal service to Prabhupada he was making garlands for Prabhupada Sridham was his name you might remember him and uh, so you see I just came at the end of the class and he was just talking about Prabhupada it was just very charming the way he was the way that he was charmed by Prabhupada. And then he said, he ended the class, said, and Prabhupada said, if you just once bow down and pray, pray to Krishna, my dear Krishna, please help me, then he'll make you your, his. So the class ended and I, I thought that sounds like good advice. And I, so I prayed to Krishna and, and, um, and then they said, now we're going out, it's New Year's Eve, so we're going out to do Sankirtan, you want to come with us? So I went out. And they gave me back to Godhead magazines to hand out during during the chanting. So that's what I was doing. And we spent the night there in a tent. We had a ticket to Jamaica the next morning. They wanted me to stay. They tried to get me to stay there. But I had to go <laughs> and meditate. And, um, and I, I should mention, I was, my mantra was the Hare Krishna mantra because I had seen it on an incense pack and it said, chant this mantra and your life will be sublime. So I used to chant it silently all the time. And so I kind of fit. Um, but they chanted it out loud. So uh, it was a little different. Um, but um, in the morning after we woke up, then um, one of the devotees, Navayovna, you may know him, he said to me, we take a cold shower every morning. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and... And he said, we do this and we do that and so forth, a few things. And I said, well, why do you shave your heads? Because, you know, young people, had, guys had long hair in those days. And, so, and he just said, the Prabhupada shaves his head. It, it wasn't a very good answer in one sense, but it was a really good answer. At the same time, I thought, I thought that's cool. I mean, they just, they really like him. You know, they really love him. So they just imitate him. They do what he does. They go through the motions. And... I'm making a long story to make one point. This is what sadhana bhakti is. As I said earlier, imitation of a good thing is a good thing. So I thought, I just liked that, 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 that it wasn't a very intellectual answer, but it was 
a heartfelt answer. We have faith in him. He does like this. We do like that. Hmm? So, by it's silent block anyway. We, we we go through the the motions, hmm? and it deconstructs gradually through 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 samandagyan knowledge um, of the theory and so forth. We and practice we deconstruct the false I, hmm? and and eventually the as I often say the. The medicine starts to become the food in in ruchi, and to hear and to chant becomes the life of the devotee. And and at this point, this taste is specific, hmm? because as I'm saying, it has a specific object that it corresponds with that comes into view hmm? in asakti. And asakti means attachment. So the attachment hmm, that previously was in relation to material things that formed a false sense of I, hmm? the vacuous sense of being that arises from a sense of having and owning. Hmm? This I is replaced in bhakti by attachment to Krishna, which is, as you, as you see, there's there's something to it. There, there's cleansing of the heart. There's understanding the sambandhagyan, there's developing the taste for bhakti, and there's a progress. It comes at the end of the practitioner's stage. Now I'm attached to Krishna hmm, in a particular way. And so, naturally, an identity, an I, is arising out of this. Hmm? So this, then we enter into, into bhava bhakti. This is the, the beginning stage of bhava bhakti. So um, there is some attachment to Krishna, <laughs> in bhava that uh, differentiates bhava bhakti from sadhana bhakti where the, the life of the practitioner is, is 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 one in the early stages of sadhana where there's a learning curve and there's ups and downs sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not and, and 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 with the help of the teaching and good association we keep getting up like a child who wants to walk and gets up and falls down, gets a black eye and so forth. But get back up, try again. Hmm? And if you fall down and mother picks you up, oh, it's okay, don't worry, try again. <laughs> so uh, this is the sadhana bhakti, hmm? uh, early stages of sadhana bhakti. And the latter stages of sadhana bhakti, it starts to look more like bhava bhakti. There's some some beginning of feeling for the tradition and so forth, and for the for the ideal. Um, so at any rate, we move from material attachment to attachment to Krishna, and from attachment to Krishna, and the I that arises out of that, stepping into that I involves the culture of identifying in such an intense way, I think Rupa Goswami wants to say, that we feel that Krishna is, is mine. Hmm? Just like we feel so many things are mine, and as I'm saying, an I arises out of that. Hmm? So this is the kind of the more generic way in which he uses the term minus. Hmm? It may be more specific when we use it to refer to Vrindavan, for example, the Vrindavan Bhakti, there are different types of 
Madurasa. Hmm? There is Madhusneha and Grihita Sneha. Out of Prem comes Sneha. Hmm? And Man, Pranai, hmm? uh, Rag, Anurag, Mahabhav, relative to one's uh, defining e- 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 emotional reality, stayibhav. So in dasyabhav, then the the prem will develop in terms of sneha and um, and in in uh, sakyabhav, sneha, pranai, in vatsalibhav, sneha. Pranai, rag on rag, sakyabhav of priyanarmasak up saka up to mahabhav and so forth. So that and and madhurya rasa up to mahabhav and so forth. And man is there, special quality of the madhurya rasa, the jealous kind of love, love of lovers quarrel and so forth. These are all developments of the of the of the stayibhav of the of the of the prem. And within the context of that, in madhurya rasa. We have something that's called in the sneha. Sneha means affection. So grihita sneha, madhu sneha. So uh, Chandravali has one, and Radharani has the other. And Chandravali has more of a feeling that I belong to Krishna, and Radharani has more of a feeling Krishna is mine. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So this is <laughs> a different way in which this minus, if you will. Appears, so Chandravali is a, is a side of Radharani, an, a, an aspect of Radharani. You have to understand that the the people in the Leela, in one sense, are not what we might think of as real people when we think of ourselves, and when we think from a humanistic perspective how we should develop ourselves and be whole persons. Hmm? If from that perspective you hear about Chandravali, you think we're kind of a, she's dysfunctional. Hmm? She only appears in these times, in these ways, for this particular, um, uh, express this particular emotion and so forth. But she is a personification of a particular emotional reality of Mahabhav Swarupani, Radharana, the, Radharani, the personification of all the combined emotions of romantic love. Hmm? Um, and meanwhile, of course, our emotional life, as full as we want to make it, and as complete and balanced as we want to make it, and we should, uh, to be sattvic, hmm? when we do, we only get a sattvic person, hmm? which is only a shadow of a real person that looks less complete in one sense, but whose emotions are actually grounded in their being, hmm? and in relation to the perfect object of love, eternal, and so on, and, and so forth. Hmm? Human development is, is good, but hmm, it kind of reaches its, its apex in terms of balance in sattva, which is a good position from which to pursue the nirguna. Hmm? But the nirguna world is the, is the real world. Hmm? And the, the, the sense of I and the personality that we have now is, a, is only a shadow of real... Uh, personality. So this isn't just a slight, a small point on the side, but it's worth uh, understanding because as you, if you go into the Leela 
grantas, the lila books of the Goswamis and so forth, and they are not sufficiently uh, purified with no, with knowledge of, of bhakti and feeling and so forth, you may not get the feelings that great devotees get when reading those books and humanistic ideas will arise and you think, what kind of guy is this? And he's, or she? And um, you know, They need some counseling or something like that. But <laughs> it's just all this is the, the emotional life of the Absolute playing itself out in different, different ways, in different expressions. Hmm? Um, so, different kinds of um, minus, if you will, even within the uh, um, Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? And Chandravali one side. She's more like Krishna's, I belong to Krishna, what he wants, I should do. And Radharani's, you belong to me, you should do it on my, on my terms, you should, you should come. So she has this side to her. Of course, if we look very carefully at Radharani, we understand that She's a full face of service also. This has been beautifully brought out in Shikshastakam in the last verse. Hmm? Because her praying may not look like it on the surface. If we look underneath, hmm? she will bring another gopi if it will please Krishna. But she knows that no gopi will please Krishna as much as me. Therefore, I push myself forward hmm? for serving Krishna. So... Long answer, but uh, it's uh, the minus of 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 prem is is it speaks about a kind of intensity, a feeling, and attachment hmm, that uh, that that fully forms the the spiritual I, hmm, and now you can fully participate in the leela. Hmm. What else? Question? Yes. Mam takie pytanie. Na wszystkich zdjęciach praktycznie na Rajada Maharaja podczas mądrowania lewą rękę układa w mudle w ten sposób. Co to znaczy i czy w ogóle ma to jakiekolwiek znaczenie? Most pictures of Narayan Maharaj he holds his left hand in such a gesture. What, what is the meaning of this, and what's the, is there an implication of this gesture? He's chanting Japa, he's chanting Japa, and showing and using his mudra. Bhaktivedanta Narayan Marsh? I wouldn't put too much stress on that. Because it is said that the different mudras which are employed in archan, archan mark, deity worship, they, as archan does in general, they has an air of um, majesty and reverence. And uh, although we do archon and it's conducive, we have a particular form of it that's given to us by the Goswamis as well. And with regard to the pursuit of the love 
like the inhabitants of Vrindavan that we call Raghavakti, although we employ almost all of the elements of Vaidhi Bhakti in pursuit of that, some of them we don't employ in our practice. And one of them is the invoking of the different... I liked that one. Where did that go? <laughs> Mudras. There's one that's, that's the cow's udder. That uh, makes milk come out. But um, um, uh, these, this is mentioned by Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur as uh, one of the angas of Vardhi Bhakti that the Raganuga Bhaktas don't engage in. This, this kind of mudra like this, this is for Chorshantarasa. Hmm? It is an anubhav also of Shantaras, where the devotee is in meditation and it may occur as an anubhav effortlessly without thinking about it. He will go into this kind of posture. Hmm? Um, so I never heard anybody say that this was a characteristic of of Narayan Maharaj before. <laughs> it's it's it sounds to me something like these people that say, "Did you see the leader like this? That means he's a member of the Illuminati." <laughs> you see it on YouTube, you know. See, see, this president that they're all one one world order. You know, there he's given the signs. You know, so so I wouldn't I wouldn't take it too uh, <laughs> too seriously. Hmm. Certainly, Bhagavad Narayan Maharaj was 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 not a, a, a pers- in pursuit of Shantarasa. He made that very clear. Um, Shantarasa is a meditative um, face of of bhakti. It uh, the interest in in the object of love in Shantarasa is only the form of a Bhagavan. Not his lila, not his guna qualities, only the form. Hmm? There are people in Vaikuntha that just meditate. Hmm? <laughs> so Shantaras, it's not uh, very... Um, doesn't, let's say it doesn't play a prominent role in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Yes? Guru Maharaj, I heard you say many times like uh, uh, worshipping uh, Vaishnava is a limb of uh, worshipping Krishna, but sometimes actually worshipping Krishna can be a limb of worshipping Guru, Guru Bhakti. Yes, Guru, I mean, yeah. And then in this context, we're talking now about developing this feeling for Krishna that you are mine or I am yours. Uh, would you tell me a bit more about this correlation uh, between that and how you could understand more? Uh, this developing feeling for Guru, uh, how can you actually translate also to developing feeling for Krishna? Guru Maharaj często mówi, że jedynie Guru jest jakąś częścią elementy milczenia Krishna, a czasami między jedynie Krishna może stać się elementem milczenia Guru, który jeszcze bardziej zadowala Krishna. A wcześniej mówiliśmy o tym rozwinięciu uczucia, że Krishna jest mój, ja jestem jego. 
Czy ma razem pomiędzy związku między tym? There's a couple of things that you're you bring up uh, just for the sake of the listeners. One is the idea that there is Guru Bhakti and there is Krishna Bhakti, and Guru Bhakti is characteristically or typically the an anga or a limb of the angi or the body of Krishna Bhakti, and in Rupa Goswami's explanation of sadhana bhakti, he begins with ado gurubhashraya, taking shelter of the guru, and there are several limbs of sadhana bhakti that are concerned with guru seva, taking shelter of the guru, uh, getting instructions from the guru, taking diksha from the guru, serving the guru affectionately, as well as... Um, his associates, Sadhuvart, Manuvart, and so forth. So um, it's a prominent uh, limb of sadhana bhakti. Um, and really, because sadhana bhakti begins with this, you cannot do Krishna bhakti effectively without guru bhakti. Hmm? Um, and this is Krishna's own idea. So if you like Krishna, then you'll like his his terms, if you will. As Prabhupada used to say, if you love me, then lo- you love my dog. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm. So uh, he considered his neck beads to be a, a, a dog collar and that he was Krishna's dog barking his chanting was the barking of a, of a Vaishnav dog, something like that. And he, he sometimes explained himself humbly in that way. So, um, so in the way I'm speaking about it, you can understand also that the guru, in the guru parampara, our guru, we call the, the vyasti guru. Vyasti guru. It means the microcosmic guru. And then in Gaudiya Vaishnava, we have the Samasti Guru, which is the macrocosmic guru. And it's not Prabhupada. Because <laughs> you might have thought, no, it is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, they are the, the founders of the Sampradaya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described by, Rupa Goswami, by Jiva Goswami in his Sarva Samvadani as the founder of his own. Own sampradaya. Hmm? So, Gaur and Nityananda, they are the macrocosmic gurus. And we take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, 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 in particular, he is Krishna in his Acharya Leela. So, Krishna is playing the role of an Acharya, right? So, how do we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? We worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like the Guru, our Guru. He's our Guru. Hmm? Therefore, we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Dasya Bhakti with a little tinge of Sakya. Hmm? Hmm? And uh, in, 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 in the perfection of Gaur Leela, then we want to go 
with uh, Nimai Pandit hmm, to uh, at this time what is the song? to the house of Shivas to the temple of Shivas Pravesha hmm, Shivas Mandirai hmm, to go to the house of with by torchlight hmm, making kirtan along the way enter the courtyard of of Shivas Thakur and do kirtan through the wee hours of the of the morning. <clears throat> so Mahabhu was our our leader. Hmm? He, we this is this Leela is called Sadhana Siddha Bhumi, the land Bhumi where Siddhas are playing in Leela like like sadhakas. Hmm? And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was worshipping Krishna worshipping Radha and Krishna in the form of their name. Hmm? He does the puja before going to the house of Shivas. He's there. He's come, he's just come, he's come back from Nadia hmm? where they were doing Sankirtan. Hmm? And, and on the other side of the Ganga in the afternoon, hmm? just then they start to return from their midday leelas in the Ganga to return back to to Mayapur, they have to cross the Ganga again. Before doing that, they're doing Sankirtan in the town of Navadweep. Hmm? And all the people coming out and showing respect. And the Sankirtan goes into every house. Hmm? Just like in Rasalila, every gopi thought Krishna's with me. Hmm? In Sakirasa, when they took they take lunch in a picnic lunch with Krishna along the bank of the Jamuna. Every coward boy thinks Krishna's looking at me now. And I think I would take some food from his mouth and taste it. What is it like? So every resident of Navadweep thinks Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has brought a Sankirtan right to my our house. Goodness. And then they cross the Ganga following the cows. Cows swimming and they go across the Ganga back home to Mayapur and Mahaprabhu then changes dress and the puja is performed hmm? and then off for kirtan and so forth. So he's leading the life of a devotee. Hmm? He's the leader. We live in our guru's ashram or we meditate on the ashram of being a resident there. Hmm? And it shows up in, in in Nadia, some semblance of the Leela, I mean of the of the ashram there. It's populated with so many ashrams, millions of ashrams, zillions of ashrams. There's an ISKCON there too, but it doesn't have any walls. <laughs> There's a Chaitanya Saraswatmat there. Uh, there's a Sri Chaitanya Sangha there, uh, and so forth. Hmm. Some version of that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's true. And the guru is there. He seems uh, always young, hmm. Hmm. like Rupa Goswami, like a young, young Brahmin. And so, and then Mahaprabhu is the leading guru. It's a, it's a little different than the Prakat. The manifest Leela, it has a little more 
Aishvarya to it, worship and so forth. But my point is that we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Dasya Bhakti. Now, what happens when you do that? How do you worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? You cannot worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without worshiping Krishna. Hmm? Because we worship him by way of following him, his example, as we follow the example of the guru. And some, there's a fellow online some years ago, he started this thing that everyone should chant Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, instead of Hare Krishna. Because Nitai Gore, there's no offense, and Nitai Gore, Nitai Gore, and the whole thing like this. Hmm? It's a whole new movement. Nitai Gore. Don't, don't chant Hare Krishna, chant Nitai Gore. Never mind that Nitai Gore said to chant Hare Krishna, especially Gore. He said, Nitai said, no, I will chant Gore name. He said, yeah, yeah, but, but chant Hare Krishna. Hmm? Uh, so, <laughs> to, 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 to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to, to serve him, we, we follow him just like we do our guru. So we follow the example of our guru, what our guru does. We do that. Krishna Nandaya Dhimahi. Hmm? The Ananda hmm? of the, you know, Guru Devaya Vidmahe, Vidmahe, Prachodaya, we pray, may I understand the tattva of Guru, Vidmahe, and having understood the tattva, Krishna Nandaya Dhimahi, then the Ananda, hmm? of the guru, hmm? his or her ecstasy, bhava, may I meditate on that, krishnanandaya dhimahi, hmm? and in this way, serve my guru. Hmm? So, we want to follow externally, which should result in following internally. Hmm? And so, when we look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Samasti Guru, the macrocosmic Guru, you cannot worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without worshiping Krishna, right? Hmm. So, uh, similarly, the way in which we develop a relationship with Krishna is by developing a relationship with the Guru, which is bring an apple, hmm. right? To the teacher in Dasya Bhakti. So, we, we, we serve... As a, as a student, and we learn, and we try to and we try to practice what he or she is teaching, and so forth, and um, and in the context of that, we develop a relationship with Krishna. Of course, we like our teacher, hmm? and ultimately, in most cases, then you're going to find that the student develops the same ecstasy as the, as the teacher, hmm? and so. Um, uh, this is the, uh, the the general idea. So you're asking about a couple of things. Uh, uh, one thing that that serving the guru as an anga of Krishna bhakti, guru bhakti. How do I want to develop a relationship with Krishna? But as I I'm hearing you say, how do we? You know, if you can say I belong to Krishna or Krishna's mind, can I say? I belong to my guru. The guru is mine. It's kind of where you're going with, the, with your with your questioning, something like that. And what I want to say to you is that 
while we want to have a minus for Krishna, what is the minus for Krishna? It is prem. In other words, to have Krishna is to have prem. What is prem? Prem is a form of bhakti. Hmm? There's Bhagwan and there's bhakti. And love for Bhagwan, which is prem, which is a shakti, bhakti is a shakti, is, is one with Krishna, one and different. Hmm? So, we can say that the minus for Krishna hmm, is a form of bhakti. Do you understand? Hmm? In other words, when I feel Krishna's mind, I'm feeling Krishna's mind in Sakyarasa or in Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? So our goal is not Krishna when we say, I want to feel like Krishna's mind. Another way of saying that is that my goal is love of Krishna. Right? Hmm? Love of Krishna. Prem. Hmm? And my guru represents a particular form of that prem, bhava. Hmm? So if I say, I want, to, the guru is mine, <laughs> you understand? <laughs> that is also to say that Krishna is mine <laughs> as I'm explaining it. Hmm? I want this, uh, this is uh, to ex- explore it, unpack it a little bit. Hmm? So for, for myself, for example, um, I met Prabhupada and of course I shaved my head <laughs> because Prabhupada shaves his head. Gradually I learned there were other reasons and uh, for why he did things and so forth and uh, and uh, he asked me to teach and so on so I'm humbly trying to do that. Um, but um, I follow him externally even though it may appear otherwise to some people <laughs> because uh, I understand through my service to him and through his service to us what were details and what are principles and how to adjust details in different circumstances in order to deliver the principle and so forth. But I follow him externally and I, I follow him internally also in terms of his affinity for Krishna. So um, it. Uh, some people wonder like that, What? how should I love Krishna, you just follow your guru is a very simple uh, answer to the question. And, and if you fully play that out, what that means, then the uh, question is, uh, is it, 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 all questions are answered. And uh, then, that said, you're also bringing up the point that while guru bhakti is a limb of Krishna bhakti, some devotees reverse this and make Krishna bhakti the limb of guru bhakti. And Jiva Goswami has uh, written about this in Bhakti Sandarbha. And so this is a very special thing and it's said by Jiva Goswami to be more pleasing to Krishna than Krishna bhakti. Um, so it would indicate that attachment to the guru is a good idea, hmm? Just if you're wondering <laughs> about that. Um, 
that uh, you can do if you can do guru bhakti usually to do guru bhakti you need to be in some proximity of the guru hmm? Hmm? but not entirely and I'll explain if you're in proximity to the guru living with the guru then you can do guru bhakti that means you can serve the guru you could say gurudev you need to eat now stop talking gurudev I think you've spoken enough you need to take rest this is guru bhakti <laughs> And sometimes when we see it, we go, that disciple seems a little bit, you know, controlling, something like that. Uh, I, I saw this at Chaitanya Saraswatmat. Hmm? I saw it in, 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 with Prabhupada in, in the Vrindavan in the, towards the end of his uh, manifest leela. He wanted to go on Parikram around Govardhan Hill which would have been the worst thing for his health. Hmm? And so there were two sides of devotees there. Some said, Guru wants to go. We do what the Guru says. The other said, we don't care what he says. We keep him here. We're not taking him. He's not going to go. And Prabhupada was very subtly orchestrating this whole debate. Hmm? The one side, what looked like Guru Bhakti, he, Guru Dave says, you know, uh, some of the disciples, so-called of Gorkashore Das Babaji, when he passed away, they were arranging to tie his body to the back of a horse-driven cart and drag it through the streets because Gorkashore said, when I die, someone asked, what shall we do with your form? He said, you should drag it through the streets. Hmm? Well, Bhakti Siddhanta intervened <laughs> and, and he challenged... <laughs> To what extent they were really followers of Gorkashore, some of you may know the story, and they they backed down, and the the sacred uh, form, the Siddha, the Sadaka Deha of Gorkashore, came into possession of Bhakti Siddhanta, who gave him a proper samadhi and uh, and so forth. So, <laughs> so um, once we were sitting with Sridhar Maharaj, and he said that that. That Professor Sanyal, Nishikanta Sanyal, one of the disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta, who was a literate disciple, writer, and editor, and so forth, he had said that if Guru Maharaj spells a word differently from Webster, then we should change the dictionary. Tell the British that. Hmm? So some of the devotees that were sitting there said, Jai, Jai. And Sridhar said, no, wait, no, wait. <laughs> Another disciple said, that's a beautiful sentiment, but I think that Guru Maharaj would prefer that we corrected the spelling so that the British people would think we are educated and would give us an ear, <laughs> and, uh, and so forth. And Sridhar explained, this was a higher idea of Guru Seva. Mm-hmm. So th- th- these kind of things, this... this that it, this can be done by those who are doing the Guru Bhakti and <laughs> and uh, relation to also personal personal necessities and so forth that may be ignored by the Guru in the enthusiasm of preaching or kirtan or something like that. So you can come and say, drink some water. Once I was with Balabhatirtha Maharaj, he was visiting our ashram. He is the uh, successor of Bhakti, Bhakti Daitimadav Maharaj, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers. And uh, he was doing a tour of America. He invited him to our ashram. 
we were having a festival at the time, and so he was one of the celebrated guests there. And so he was giving his his talk, and um, and his assistant said interrupted him in the talk and gave him some water, and he said, "Oh, uh, I should drink now." Okay, okay, excuse me, and he drank. Hmm? Uh. So <laughs> these are uh, very charming uh, descriptions of, of, of Guru Bhakti. Um, but um, while living in the presence of the Guru lends more to that situation where you may, for example, forego your sadhana, which is Krishna Bhakti, hearing and chanting and so forth, because you're completely consumed in 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 personal service to the to the guru it's possible madhavendra puri was full time engaged hmm? for example in serving um, or ishvar puri was uh, in serving madhavendra puri at the end of his life ishvar puri wasn't chanting 64 rounds you know in the 25th hour of the day hmm? although Prabhupada was rather strict in this regard one of his his assistants told me that he was serving Prabhupada and, he, and Prabhupada had, there was so much to do that he wasn't able to complete his rounds. And he told Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, then stop sleeping. So Prabhupada was very strong on, on that. But, uh, but the point of Jiva Goswami is that such service properly performed in the right mood and so forth to the guru, it takes precedence in guru bhakti over, can over Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? And we see that although they don't chant or hear or so, sometimes such devotees, they make progress through Guru Bhakti. Now, as I say, that's more readily possible in living in proximity of the Guru, but we can also do that to some extent in our own uh, lives, living at a, at a distance, where we can make the mission and the service of our, our Gurudev, what he or she wants to accomplish, more prominent in our lives than our, than our own practice. Everybody's supposed to chant. We ask everybody to chant, read, listen to the lectures, and so forth. Hmm? But um, um, there's other things that, that you could do, for example, for your guru. You could find out that he or she wants this, needs this, would like to do this service. And you may be able to contribute for it or in some way think about, be preoccupied with it and try to make it happen. Um, I wasn't living with Prabhupada, so to speak, although I was a uh, mostly most of my life there as a brahmachari. Um, and, and a sannyasi since 1975, but I was always out preaching and so forth. But Prabhupada, for example, wanted to build the Krishna Balaram temple. It was a very important thing to him. And so through my group's book distribution, we supplied the majority of the money for that. And we, we felt very connected. We are doing our service, we are hearing a chanting, but we are also doing something for him personally, that is personally, he wants everybody to chant, but he has some personal things that he wants to accomplish for his Guru Maharaj or for his heart in the world and so forth. So we were interested to know that. I was interested to know that. 
I was once as, visiting with Jamuna. You know Jamuna, Prabhupada's disciple, famous cook, and her friend Dinatarni. They invited me to Canada to visit with them, so I went, and I was giving lectures there, and um, and uh, I was lecturing on the Brahmavi Mohanalila in Bhagavatam, and Jamuna was living in Vrindavan and helping Prabhupada to build the Krishna Balaram temple. She was very involved there and so forth. And so she knew all that it meant to Prabhupada um, and all the struggles that were involved, and she was part of that. And this is something that many disciples of Prabhupada didn't really know much about. I mean, they were out distributing books or worshiping their deities in their local temples and so forth. They'd listen to Prabhupada's lectures and read his books, but... Not everybody knew what, what he was doing that day and what he was thinking, what was on his mind, and so on and so forth. Hmm? So some people found their way to find out those things. They were that interested. Hmm? That's your prerogative. You can do that. Hmm? Hmm? I'll give you an example of that. As I, uh, We were once sitting with Prabhupada in Chicago in the temple, and he was giving a darshan. And, and uh, suddenly there was this crash and we looked like someone was breaking in the window. And what was that? So the, some devotees went outside and, and they found one of my godbrothers was standing like on a chair on one leg trying to hear what was going on in the room. And the, the chair fell and he crashed down. So the, the, the devotees came in and said, that was Premarnava Prabhupada and he was standing on a chair trying to listen. And, 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 and so they were like, he was bad. And Prabhupada said, well, why didn't he just come in? Why is he in a... <laughs> For myself, whenever Prabhupada was, was wherever, wherever Prabhupada was, he would go on a morning walk. And whenever I was in the same place, whether it was in a temple in the United States or in, or, or in, in India, and Prabhupada would go on a walk. In the morning, the, uh, the GBC, particularly in Mayapur, they would make this announcement that somebody would get up to the microphone and say, Prabhupada's going on a morning walk. Only the sannyasis and the GBC can go on the walk. Okay. Which is, you know, okay. I mean, everybody can't go, kind of, you know. Kind of. <laughs> but I went anyway. <laughs> I broke the rules. And Prabhupada would talk to me. And he said, oh, Tripari. Uh, what, uh, and he would ask me uh, what people he knew I was selling his books so he would ask me what they're saying hmm? uh, what people say and so forth and uh, he would give arguments and so on so nobody could say anything to me hmm? Tamal Krishnamarsh told me you know, you're not a sannasi sannasi you're not supposed to go but nobody can say anything to you hmm? that year I took sannyas I thought I'll get this over with here stop this uh, the property gave me sannyas in 1975 but but, but at any rate um, um, I was telling what was I saying before the Premarnava story something about hmm, um, we, oh, Jamuna so uh, you know she, she, she was involved there some devotees got, in, got involved if you want to get involved more you know the, 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 it's there there's, 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 there's no limit to how many coward boys can go herding with Krishna hmm, and Balaram there's, you don't have to worry about it and and in Sakirasa, every coward boy thinks and feels, Krishna loves me the most. 
And Sanatana Goswami says, and every one of them is right. That's very beautiful. Hmm. So this room, asankhya, unlimited. Hmm. So we should try to go beyond the physical limitations, limitations of the mind, and live in the heart, hmm, and serve our guru with our, with our heart, vishrambena guru seva, with affection. Hmm. And so, anyway, I was giving the lectures on Brahma Vimohan Leela, hmm, which is a, a central part of the Bhagavatam, the, the, the Sakyarasa center of the, of, the, of the Bhagavatam. You have your Patsalyarasa center, in the Damodar Leelas, the Sakyarasa Center, the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th chapter of 10th Canto, and then you have the Ras Panchajai 5. These are uh, Madhurya Rasa, Rasa Leela, and these are the three emotional centers of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm. <laughs> and so I'm lecturing on this, and, and, and somehow in the lecture I, I was ended up speaking about the Krishna Balaram temple and what that meant to us and how we were selling books and so forth. And Jamuna, she was amazed after what she said, I could feel how you're talking, that you were there, I was there, and you were thousands of miles away, but you were tuned in to what Prabhupada was doing and about and what his concerns were, and, and there was this like bonding between myself and Jamuna over, over something that was very prominent in her life, in her service, helping, I mean, you have to understand, manifesting the Krishna Balaram temple in Vrindavan for Prabhupada was just like kind of the crown jewel of everything that he did. Hmm? Hmm? That was his final kind of work, hmm? the Krishna Balaram temple. Hmm? Um, and there the deity of his heart was placed on the central altar, and there he left the world and, and so forth. I mean, obviously he was wanted to preach and so forth, but in the context of preaching, as we were saying early this morning, one goes inward. Hmm? Prabhupada prayed, Krishna, give me the power to do the work of Bhakti Siddhanta and preach in the West. Hmm? What did he say? Hmm? To Krishna? Krishna habi punya tabi Dhruvati boli tomatai. Oh, my dear Krishna. Hmm. Let me give you some advice. He said, If Radharani is pleased with you, your life will be successful. That's for sure. That is so sure that it's like the Dhruvalok, the pole star that everything orbits around. So that cannot change. So, it just so happens that my guru, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he's known to you, to Radha, as Nayana Mani Manjari. And she has given me an order to preach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's message in the Western world. And I have no qualification to do that. But I want to serve my guru, and my guru is a representative of Radharani, and as I mentioned, if Radharani is pleased with you, my friend, then your life will be successful. So I think you should give me the power. So, this is the first half of Prabhupada's poem. It goes like that. He's expressing Sharanagati. 
I want to do the work of my guru only. Hmm? The order of my guru. Prabhupada said, I follow the order of my guru. If you look at it carefully, his, the order of his guru was a suggestion. Hmm? Prabhupada wrote to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur a couple of weeks before the Thakur left the world and he said, Guru Maharaj, I don't, I don't live in the temple, in your ashrams, I'm not a sannyasi, I'm a householder, what can I do? But I want to serve you personally, what, what can I do? Hmm? So Bhakti Siddhanta wrote back, I think it would be good if you preach in English. He made a suggestion. Prabhupada took it like an order. And he made it, his whole shaped his whole life around that. Hmm? And he left the family to do that. He took sannyas to do that. And he went to the Western world with no money and, and lived like a beggar hmm, in the streets of New York for some time, hmm, begging people to chant Hare Krishna. Hmm? And, of course, it's a great story. We, 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 we know the story. And... Too good of a story. Make me forget my point. <laughs> well, how he made this sacrifice to, to, uh, and made all this 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 possible. But um, what was I saying? Juva ati bolito matai. So, so he he asked for the power. It's obvious that he got the power. Hmm? He was very successful. But in his prayer, the second half of his prayer, he says. And having given me the power and given me the ability to fulfill the order of my guru, then I say to you, I want this. Hmm? Hmm? You can just hear the sound and you can understand what it means. Kotavani chutta chutti vanikai lutuputi se din Somersaulting and rolling on the ground and frolicking in, in, through the different bonds. Kotavani chutta chutti vanikai lutuputi. Following you in your cowherding leelas. Tomara milane bhai. Oh, my friend, I want to meet you again in the cow pastures and all day long go herding with you. This is my heart's inner desire. Hmm? Having done my guru bhakti, fulfilled the order of my guru, I hope this will come in my heart hmm? and I'll be able to enter into this, this uh, uh, ideal. So, such a nice... Uh, Example we have from him. <clears throat> anyway, so many points. <laughs> so we can do Guru Bhakti hmm? even at some distance in the way I'm explaining. Prabhupada himself was not living in the mission, hmm? he was living as a householder, but he had the desire, he wanted to do something for his Guru Maharaj. Besides just chanting, everybody's doing that, right? Hmm? Chant, read. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. If they say anything else, then well, oh, maybe it might be something we can give you some idea. <laughs> uh, so, so Prabhupada was prying like that. Guru Maharaj made some suggestion, and and 
the history is that that he he was the principal instrument through which the ambition of Bhakti Sarasri Thakur to preach in, in the West was fulfilled. And this was a big ambition of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. In fact, he envisioned the Thakur um, before World War II because he passed from the world before World War II. That America would become a leading country in the world. Bhakti Siddhanta envisioned this. And he said that he would, he wanted, he, he wished that his life, excuse me, his life would extend so that he could preach for 10 years in America. And Pujapad Sridharmar said, and in the form of Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he got 10 years plus two. 12 years Prabhupada preached in America and in Europe and Poland, <coughs> European countries. South America, the Americas, and Europe, and so forth. Hmm? Um, so he did some guru bhakti. <laughs> is the point. So anyway, very nice to meet with you all. This is our last talk, and uh, and um, stay in touch. Okay. Guru Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki Jai Si Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Jai Bhakti Rakshakshi Dev Goswami Marsh Jai Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada Jai Shri Gokishodas Babaji Maharaj Jai Shri Satchidananda Moitakur Bhakti Vinod Jai Bhakti Vinod Paribar Jai Gaurnitananda Jai Radha Madhava Jai Shri Siddhaji Gopal Jai Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Jai Gaur Premanandi Haribo